the Wellness Couch, 87.6 FM, Apollo Bay Radio. And we've got the community and the skate park issue voices for the skate park tonight. And may I introduce you to Brett? You know, everyone knows Brett. And uh, we've got Jane Gross up front. How are you going, Jane? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks Pleased for joining to be us. Here. Thanks for joining us, Jane. Pleasure. Fantastic having you on. Um, and thank you for everything you do. Uh, Forest Jane and the community. It's amazing. I mean, last time you got the pool going and this time you're sitting on the committee for the uh, skate park. So fantastic. Give us um, an introduction of what's going on um, with the history and the um, community funding that was the inception of the park to start with. Okay. So I've lived here for a long time, (laughs) 46 years actually. Um, And when my kids were in their teens, I was involved with a lot of youth groups down here and a youth advisory group. So for many years, it was obvious to me and other parents that something needed to be provided for youth. And so it was obvious that a skate park would have been great. A lot of kids were going to Geelong at that time, um, you know, with their parents driving through. So I think it was 1998 we formed a skate park committee. We were auspiced by the Apollo Bay Board Riders Club, which was an incorporated body at the time. It is no longer. Um, On the committee was, I convened it along with, there were school students, we had police representation, pardon me, we had council, we had school staff representatives and also interested community members. So... We were doing that from 1998 till 2002. So it took us three or four years to achieve the park that we have there now. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it was a lot of lobbying. Dedication. Um, Yeah, with government and also to community, even to convince community members that the kids needed a skate park Um, and council. So I think it was in, it was 1998, we got about $1,000 from the Shire Um, under their minor project funding. And what we did was we hired some mobile skate equipment from Geelong and just to get an idea of what sort of design um, elements we should be including in the park. And it was also funding for Colac as well. So that was before they had a park. So we had it set up in Colac, we had it set up here and lots of kids were using it. So that was back in 98 and that was skaters, BMX riders, it was before scooters. Um, So yeah, it's a fair while ago. Um, In December that year, we secured five grand from the Department of Justice under a START program, um, which was toward the building of a park or um, even getting consultants involved in design. August 99, The Shire was granted funding of $35,000 from Sport and Rec, Victoria, under the 1999-2000 Minor Facility Grant Scheme. And that was to develop a multi-purpose skateboard facility in Apollo Bay to be met dollar for dollar um, by the local community in the Shire. So the next step was deciding on a location and that had to be deferred, of course, until the strategic master plan, which was the department, so that was the then um, Coastal Council, um, they had to determine, they were going to determine the best site for the skate park as part of the overall plan. So that's state government. Yeah, Yeah. that was a state government thing. So the council had to wait till that was done. So that was mid-99, they started working on that. Um, In the meantime, we were, the kids, the school kids and our committee were raising money through raffles, um, fundraising, Uh, the the then ball committee, we used to have a ball every year, they donated $8,000 from the ball. What a commitment. So it was very much a whole community commitment. Everyone was behind this. Um, In January 2000, the ca- so altogether, I'd say the community probably raised about ten grand a lot just themselves, apart from grants. Then the council decided to adopt, in principle, the foreshore as the most appropriate site for the skate park, and they agreed with the various consultants that that was the best site. Um, having liaised with youth over the years, the kids were happy with that being the best site, and reasons such as. Um, oh, great. That was ease of access, safety factors in terms of surveillance, 
um, opportunity Fantastic. to take pride in our youth by providing the opportunity to showcase their skills. Um, so that's visibility, yep. Yep. So they deemed that the best site. So they listed things like their list was avoided any negative impact on neighbouring residents, provided a recreation opportunity for beachgoers and those having a picnic on the foreshore. It provided a further element for playground users as young as three on their scooters and its relevance to being near the coast was being its synergy with surfing. And that one we're stressing, I think, tonight um, as to why it belongs where it is. And the skills are transferable, obviously, and Tane will probably talk about that later. Totally. (laughs) So um, in early 2000, the Strategic Master Plan was released and after extensive public consultation, which had been going on since, you know, mid-99, it recommended the foreshore as the most appropriate site. So this is the department speaking here. And I quote, the exact foreshore location to be determined by foreshore committee and Colac Otway Shire Council to minimise visual impact minimise noise impact on adjacent properties and ensure a safe facility that needs the community that meets the community's needs. So they were behind it. So the council and the Western Coastal Board endorsed the master plan early in 2000 and then it had to await the minister to sign it off and that took until July 2001. Some great history. It takes some there. time, doesn't so, it? So yeah, starting yeah. in '98, we're now in July 2001, um, and <clears throat> in January 2002, there were six listed options on the foreshore that were looked at, and they were looked at by the relevant parties, and they were they included um, representatives from the Shire, from the four skate car skate park committee members, a Victorian Coastal Council representative, and then the Foreshore Committee um, of Management at the time, which the Foreshore Committee, everybody probably knows now, no longer exists because Gorkap has taken over the management of the whole Foreshore. But in those days, there were um, three local people who were on that um, Foreshore Committee, along with a, a department representative. So things were looked at. We uh, it's opposite the old. Some of you might remember the op, the old mobile service station. So I guess where the market is now. Um, that was one site adjacent to the info centre. Looked at it there. The, near the surf club, um, on the north side and one on the south side, between the surf club and the golf club, between the cypress pines and the southern end of the foreshore. And then we also looked at the rec reserve and the school. Um, And there were issues with all of the other sites. Everybody unanimously, unanimously agreed to the site, the southern end of the foreshore, which is where it is now. It was endorsed by the Chamber of Commerce, the Apollo Bay P12 College, Otway Health and Community Services, as it was called then, to, I think, nearly 300 community members we had on a petition supporting it, 156 youth of Apollo Bay, and that was listed as the most appropriate site for a much-needed facility. So on the 19th of December 2002, the Foreshore Skate Park was finally officially opened, and as everyone knows, it's been really well used for the last 20 years. Um, If we look at it, According to the, I did try to look up exactly what it cost to build and how it was cost, how it was paid for, because by the time it was approved, I was no longer involved with the building of it. So, according to the Shire Annual Report for 2002 to 2003, which I dug up last night, the Apollo Bay Skate Park cost a total of two hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars. And of that, 87000 was Department of Sport and Recreation 
Community Support Fund. What an input. So they obviously mm. got more funding yeah. since we were around. So there's a vested interest not just by the community as community members but also as ratepayers and also because the Shire has committed this huge amount of money because they listened. And at the yeah. time, the department listened too, as did the local foreshore committee, as did the, the Coastal Council. Um, you know, it just seems to me that it's insane that um, they're thinking of moving this. After what we went through for all those years... It's shown its importance. It's a safe area. We can all see people using it. If someone's injured, they can be helped. Um, I have no idea why it's necessary to move. I do believe that policy is always open to interpretation. And if a playground can be on the foreshore, why can't a skate park? Maybe this is. So um, skate parks obviously build and sustain healthy communities, as, as you've actually demonstrated. And um, it's a real gathering place now that Jappy's walked in. How are you going, Jappy? We've got a, um, got a fairly large crew in yeah, the Yeah, we do. In the studio so it's a really tonight. big um, forum for visitors. And, and as we're a tourist town, you know, it's obvious that um, it's a forum for visitors, young and old. And... Um, whether you're a beginner or skilled like you guys are. Um, and it's a it's a place to meet and socialise and share experiences. I mean, you know, this this is a rural area and we all know that um, it's recognised that our rural areas could have um, a few disadvantages. And um, in regards to mental health and well-being, this is one of them. So it's imperative that we actually have assets for our youth to... to uh, partake yeah. um, in. So let's talk to um, Kane. Okay. We'll have Kane up next. And so you're one thank of the. You. Um, okay. Thank you, Jane. Yeah, thanks, thank Jane. You and for your just, input too, Jane. Just before you go, I'd just like to point out. You know, your comment there about policy can be interpreted, and having been involved in writing federal policy, you know, policy should be guidance. Mm. It shouldn't be prescriptive, and that interpretation piece is really important because depending on what outcome they want to get, people can and will interpret policy the way they want to do it. So it's really important that people see what's really at stake here. And like I said, this is about well-being for kids. It's about having activities for kids in a small in a small regional town. And so I think people need to be looking at that when they start reading their policy and interpreting it. Thanks, Jane. We're playing a bit of juggle musical chairs as we're moving people onto so microphones. Kay McGowan, hey? Thanks, Kay. Okay. Thanks How are you going? Me. Great, Kat. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jane. Um, hard act to follow there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no pressure. No, no. <laughs> Look. In every way. <laughs> grateful for, for everything uh, that's been done to, to get to where we are and, and extremely sort of um, proud of the community for, for getting behind it and... Still, still happy with the facility that we have. Like the, the obviously the fight is to, to keep it. Um, if we could get it improved at some point in the future, that's another sort of um, battle that we can have. But uh, look, uh, it, it's a sport that I know that that over the thirty plus years, nearly forty years that I've been skateboarding, um, has grown, especially with the introduction of scooters. Um, yeah. Action sports in general. Um, well, we've got the X Games now, don't we? And like, absolutely, we're, we're, we're targeting that type of stuff. I suppose Australians seem to be very good yeah. in that field. And the progression of these athletes is is amazing. Like what they've achieved in the last ten years, or the the tricks, or the um, the things that they're doing is is out of this world. They're professional athletes. Like they're not just people goofing off. Like that used to be seen to be, back, especially with the surf culture. Like people go, oh, they're just goofing off down the park. These, these, they're professional athletes. Now. Highly recognised. Yeah. yeah, and and super fit, um, you know, across the the whole board. And the skills are obviously transferable, as you know, because you're a surfer too. So, obviously, transfers from one to the other, from the land to the yeah. sea. Could, could you just go into a bit of that, but that strong link between skateboarding and surfing? Like, I grew up on the sunny coast, and all my mates who were surfers, we like we all skateboarded. Some were far better than I, which is probably showing them the way I surf. <laughs> um, or lack of surfing, um, but they're, they're very closely linked, aren't they? Like the skills are very similar, and people who surf normally board as well. Absolutely. And that position there, I think, is the right spot for it. Yep, flat day fun. Um, you know, you you go and have a roll down at your local skate park. There was no surf. Um, again, the surfers actually brought a, a bit of a style to skateboarding that, mm. that uh, 
you know, we're, we're all a bit mechanical skateboarders and, and doing tricks, and then you'd see a surfer rock up and, and they were trying to use the, the apparatus like it was a wave or, you know, they, they'd do it completely differently to, to what we do. Um, it's, again, now recognised in, in the Olympics. Um, a great point raised the other day at a meeting. Uh, scooters will not be far behind, I don't think. <laughs> not in the Olympics, maybe, but, gee, they've they've certainly carved their way through action sports in the last 10 years. Yeah, so. Funny you say, I work with a guy who works in federal government up in Canberra. Yeah. Um, he drove all the way to Melbourne so his son could compete in scooter comp. Yeah, oh, massive. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, and, and it's just going to still progress. You, you always think that they must plateau at some point. How can they... How can they keep getting better? But they just seem to they seem yeah. to do it because facilities get better, because you know they're supported by local councils, building better skate parks, building better facilities, um, all of that sort of stuff. And that's just not pro- professional athletes. These are kids with that start off on a scooter like any four or five year old kid, you know, and then they watch these guys, and then all of a sudden. The first few tricks that they're learning took other guys 10 years to learn. Yeah. And, and they're coming out. Surfing's a bit the same. Kids are coming in pulling aerial moves and, and things like that in their first four or five years of learning how to surf. It's just that progression. They see, so they do. Um, yeah, so uh, back to our own skate park. Look, uh, again, it's got good bones. There's nothing wrong with the structure. It's... It's had little to, to no maintenance required over the 20-plus year journey. Um, comparatively to, to playground equipment, I think it's still quite cheap. Uh, uh, playground that we have on our local foreshore would have cost well over the 200000 to install. Oh, easy. Um, yeah, it, it is a super expensive um, industry to, to keep buying and, and upgrading playgrounds. And that has been recently upgraded too. Hasn't it's been updated Absolutely. in the last last few years, hasn't it? Pretty Absolutely. solid structure. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. The, but the skate park, like you said, is a stable. Like it's in the ground. It's mm. not moving yeah. anywhere. Yeah, Absolutely. no no moving parts. And and again, uh, the, you know, the current footprint. What you could do with the current footprint um, as it is, but if you, even if you looked at improving it over the over the years, you're not ex- exactly needing to expand what yeah. we've got. We've actually got quite a good mm. area. Yep. Um, you know, the current put footprint supports growth just in, in itself, like, a, and, and a bit of remodeling or re- redesigning could, could see it come to next level. However, there's still nothing wrong with what we've got. Yeah. Can I just mention a few things? Just, um, it's, it's obviously that skateboarders get the wrong, um, sort of message from local authorities and, and government who limit and ignore your inherent sort of um, benefit. So every skate park supports hundreds of kids. Isn't that right, kids? I mean, you'll, you'll be in this, on this microphone very soon. Um, otherwise, you'd basically have nowhere to go. Let, let me see some of the um, research, though, that comes ahead in support of you, So, which I didn't know. So this is surprising. Skateboarding is a unique activity because it combines extreme physical exertion, as you guys would know, with um, precise muscle coordination and balance. The complexity of performing tricks, as you suggested, came previously, on a skateboard improves brain function. Did you know that? It improves brain function at a fundamental level and stimulates new cell growth in the brain. (laughs) How's that? And um, the other research piece was the biggest benefit might be um, something kids don't realise, that they're learning. While skateboarding helps with eye-foot coordination and balance, um, it also improves performance in the classroom. So when they're involved in an activity that involves balance, both hemispheres of the brain are equally stimulated. So um, he points out that researchers have shown that the body also produces a hormone that makes students more receptive to learning for the rest of the school day. That's that's interesting. Mm, um, very much so. It's might have skipped my children. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, look... Uh, it, it, it is true. Um, like any activity, it releases endorphins. It, 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 there's a there's a feel good anything. There's a feel good of of trying, 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 and repeatedly trying a trick, 
no better feeling than than conquering. And uh, and as parents, yeah. <laughs> the parents here, we can all state that it's a central area for our kids to be safe and visible. You know, whether the police go there, we've got the public viewing them. They've got something to do so they don't get bored. Research has shown that rural people are disadvantaged with assets, particularly um, you know um, physical assets. So it's great to have a park like this because it it keeps them away from drugs, alcohol. Etc. And and into adult life too. That's been proven. Okay. And so in regards to visibility, we've got Mal Howe here, that has a really classic story. You can come here if you like. Come and grab mine. Um, has a really classic story of why visibility um, into the public arena was really important. Take mine. There you go. Sit down. Oh, thanks, Welcome, Kat. Mel. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Mel's got the desk. I've got the desk. Look out. I've I feel, taken I feel off. special. <laughs> Um, yeah, as like um, Jane and Kane have both mentioned of, of the importance of it, but also as we kept saying about the visibility of it, being in a central place, there's always public, there's always someone walking past. Um, visibility being also that your kids, if they do something wrong, it get, it's a small town, it gets back yep. to you. So the kids know not to be stupid down there. It's normally not them that are being the yep. kids, it's other people. Um but last year, my daughter, my 13-year-old, was down there and had quite a horrific accident. Um, Can we ask what trick she was trying? <laughs> well, it wasn't was it, with a was skateboard. It was, it was, was it a 340 with... <laughs> or something? <laughs> she's a little daredevil. I shouldn't say little. She's bigger than me. Um, but trying to, again, push things to extre extreme like most teenagers are um, on roller skates and uh, up on the half pipe, got up, but her skate got caught um, causing her to break her leg. Um, she broke both the, the tibia and the fibula. Um, so she was in quite a bit of pain. I got a call uh, to come down and collect her. Soon realised I wasn't picking her up, called my husband. Again, realised we were not lifting her from the skate park. Um, so called for the ambulance. Um, while I was waiting for the ambulance, oh, I had to wait. I'd called triple zero um, and then they said they'd get a paramedic to call me back or a first responder. We'd ran and grabbed a blanket, had her rugged up um, and a bypasser happened to be walking past and this gentleman came over and asked if he would like, if we would like some assistance. And then I sort of looked at him funny and he's like, do you mind if I have a look? And I said, are you a doctor? And he's gone, yes, I am. So he was able to examine her. Um, I was staying at her head trying to comfort her and keep her comfortable. Of course, when triple zero rang me back, uh, he was able to, to talk through what was going on, could straight away tell that she had a tibia break and um, pass on any information to them that, that, was, that was needed. Our paramedics were out of town. We had our ACO, so our casual ambulance officers that turned up who are amazing and did a fantastic job. But it was just really comforting to have a doctor there as well. Yeah. It took two hours before we could get her off the ground because we wow. had to wait for paramedics because the break was so bad. Um, to give her extra pain relief, but ha he stayed the whole time. So he was on holidays and just going for a walk along the foreshore. Yeah. Um, and That's he's highly visible. Yep. So again, being so grateful that it was in a space um, that there was someone that could, and just really comforting. Like as much as I said, the ambulance officers were fantastic. Um, she certainly drew a crowd. <laughs> that's that's for unusual, Chloe. Sure. <laughs> One way to get some attention, that's for sure. Uh, so, and of course, because our paramedics were out of town, we had to wait for our neighbouring paramedics to come. So they had to come from Lawn. So you yeah, know, well. it, it was a long wait. Um, yeah. Her being on the ground. Um, so yeah, it's so important. Now, do you think that would have happened in the back streets at the skate park, like they? No. Perhaps are talking about. No, if it was somewhere that wasn't. I, not only are you worried about the visibility of someone bypasses that can... And I've had to help first aid a child down there one time, um, was walking along, I was parked in my car, so I was able to go to my car, get my first aid kit, go and assist, and then call the parents to come down and, and get the child. So again, there's, there's always someone about. And as we all know, it's a small town, so, so lots of people know right know everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it quickly gets back. Um, Can I touch on something there, Mel, that I think uh, on minor injuries, you, you sit there and watch the older kids or the other kids get around 
a smaller person if they've hurt themselves. There'll be are you okay's, there'll be mm-hmm. help you get up or or something like that. There's a lot of care there. Oh, definitely. Um, the kids look out for each other. Yeah, they do. And even if they're, they're tourists, like it's not as though, it's like this little hub that everyone takes care of each other. Correct. So if they see someone in trouble, whether it's someone they know or not. Well, that's, a, bring... that's the whole purpose of the foreshore, isn't it? Like Apollo Bay is a holiday town. Like people come down for their holidays, whether it's going to be Easter or Christmas okay, or yeah. school holidays. And they all meet on the foreshore. Like between that surf club all the way up through to the the pine trees, we've got a little amphitheatre up there and we have events along the foreshore. That's where people congregate. That's the that's the town's congregation point. And like you said, we've got a pathway that goes past, so people are walking past if they're just doing a casual walk or running past if they're doing exercise. But it's also next to the main road that runs through town. And so people, so like I think, you know, in discussion before we actually started the show, you know, talk about the police who just can do an easy drive past. And so if people want to get up to mischief, like you said earlier, they don't because... Someone's it's out, watching. It's out in open. <laughs> yeah, someone's and, and it's not just the local kids either. It's the kids who are down on holidays. There's a lot of people who come down on holidays and they bring their scooters, they bring their boards, they bring their skates because they know there's a park there. And it's a point of attraction too for tourists, which we are. We're a tourist yeah. town, which, which helps the shops, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But also being in close proximity to the playground. Now, Absolutely. I've got three children. Yep. Um, my youngest is quite a bit younger than the my older girls. So when she was little, I could be at the playground with Absolutely. her. Absolutely. While the bit older girls were over on the, on the skate park, but you still had visibility. So you yep. could still see because playgrounds really, they're only going to sit, you know, the kids from babies up to about seven or eight. And yep. that's that's about it. And like you said, so, children over that are, are encouraged out. Yeah, yeah. So no, you by, don't want to knock over little kids. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, having it close to the playground yep. is also another great factor. Yeah. And I have to say, just even walking past, you can see parents who do that. Like they'll be juggling in between the two areas, keeping an eye over on the skate park, keeping an eye on the playground, just so they can see their kids at both points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, perfect location for, for a parent. Um, yeah, uh, with with multiple age children, um, and and I think it's it's a progression that when they are older, they they all of a sudden start walking, you know, to yep. the left and, and going to the skate, skate park. park. Yeah, um, and even if it's just to sit and uh, hang out and talk to a few other friends, or, or watch or the older kids doing tricks and you that's know r- checking right. it out. Just nothing better than watching someone that's super talented on it. And, yeah. and what they can do. I mean, anyone can appreciate that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and look, to, to go into the whole risk sort of thing of, of skateboarding or doing anything like that, there's risk involved in anything. Uh, you know, my, my daughter rides horses. My, You know, there, there's there's risks involved in, in mountain biking, in, in all the sports and, and all of that, that that our area seems to promote, surfing, all of that sort of stuff. And I think... There's no greater risk at a skate park, and in fact, there there could be even less because you're in the same location, you're in the one location, yeah. you're in yeah. the centre of town, and and therefore the ability to receive first aid or something like that if there there is a, a serious injury involved is um, is much better. And also touching base on you know as we said we are in a rural area, we are limited to what we have for our youth down here. There are some kids that aren't into sports. So they don't yep. play yep. football or netball. They don't surf. So the skate park is their heaven. That's yep. their haven where they mm-hmm. go and hang out. And if we lost something for them, you know, this is again, you know, these kids are going to sink away and not come out. And uh, yeah, well, I think I, it's really important for those kids, yeah. for all kids, but especially yeah. those ones who aren't, you know, the sporting yep. team p- players um, in sports. That availability of resources is, is a big factor like yeah. people in the city may not really understand that because like i know for us when, when we moved f- from you know the suburbs like there was anything available you could do like because we had girls like, they could be, do ballet they could do swimming and this could be any day of the week um there's so many different activities that they can do but down here it's like you said it's probably football netball, football, netball or surfing surfing and now you know we have a skate park where like you said it's it's age specific but you, you need to have that stuff throughout the age groups for kids to do. And like I was having a chat with one of the dads just a few weeks ago and they're going, what is there for our kids to do down here? 
and you know, short of football netball. Yeah. You know, yeah. The skate park. There's, a, there's, there's not a whole lot. There's not a lot, yeah, unless you want yeah. to travel out of town. And not every family can afford to do that. Yeah, exactly, especially um, when you're paying over $2 for, for diesel. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, it impacts a lot. And the nearest town is, what, over an hour away? Exactly. So you're talking about two-and-a-half-hour drive to go pl- do sport. To do yeah, something. and you're a little bit sort of less inclined to leave your kids to on the beach uh, until they get to a certain strength oh, a, a, in their abs- swimming and absolutely. their water skills and yeah. things like that. Um, something like the skate park, if the kids come home from school, they drop their bags, hey, we're going to go to the skate park. You're just like, cool. And you know where they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know they're, they're with friends, you know that they're safe and, uh, you know, they've probably been rat bags as well. But, you know, they're, they're just being kids. But, uh, but I think, the, yeah, overall, they, they look out for each other. And also, we've got to remember, as Katarina touched on briefly before, with mental health, with our youth, you know, it is increased across the board everywhere. Yeah. We know for a fact that, you know, if kids have interactions, if they're socially included, if they're being active, yeah. if they're outdoors in nature, like all these things play, being physical, um, all these things play a, a, a big part in mental health and that's why it's so important for these kids to have this facility. Yeah. Yep. And I love the fact that you brought up that risk factor there, Kane, because that's part of decision-making. Mm. If we want our children to grow up and be responsible adults, we need to put them in positions where they do make choices. You know, and sometimes you know, it hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> the older um, you get, it hurts even more. Yeah, it yeah. takes a little bit longer to recover the yeah. older you get. But, you know, that's, this is part of life. And, you know, the more we cotton ball our children, the, the worse I think our society gets. We just need to, you know, l- allow them to make choices. Yeah, I agree. As, as they grow up. Yeah, yeah definitely. In, in a safe environment. And I think that skate park is that safe environment, like you said, because there's people coming past and there's, you know, there's a lot of security and, and first aid available in a very close proximity. Yeah. So let's hear yeah. from our local skateboarders. And, and we'll get the skaters on. Come on, we'll get the skaters on, what this yeah, we'll means the, to the kids. Yeah, come on, on over, kids. We've got uh, my uh, two boys, Jake McGowan and Ruben McGowan, and Jappy Murray McAllister sitting here. All. Uh, you should um, make a note of Sorby that initiated a lot. Yeah, look, uh, probably... The, the main reason this all kicked off was from a, a young fellow, Sorby White, great BMX rider, just spends every waking moment <laughs> down at that skate park. He has gone in the last sort of three or four years. He his talent on a BMX is is amazing. Uh, he's certainly really worked hard at it, and and again, just done it for himself. Um, he surfs a little bit. But he's not that sort of team sport guy. But he he just goes down. He challenges himself. He sweeps it every night before he before he rides. Gets any rocks off it. You know, there, there's a lot of care there for Sorbs. Um, and pretty much one of the main reasons why I'm here. Uh, I sort of stood up. My own children use a skate park, but you know, I see these other kids and what it means to them. So uh, hats off to you, Sorbs, for sort of making a lot of this happen. Oh, I'm going to hand over to, to Jaffe and Kat can sort of talk to the boys a little bit. Um, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Kane. Thanks, Kane. So, Jaffe, Jake and Ruben, Good. what does this skate park mean to you? A lot. Um, there's heaps of people that use it. Um, I think it's a massive aspect of our town and... Yeah, it's just gives us something to do, really. Oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty similar to Reuben. Um, there's not much to do here, so you just go and skate. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty community place as well. It brings a lot of people in. I mean, I've met some of my good friends now there. So it's more where, than just skating, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot more than just skating. And, I mean, skating's a big aspect of it, but... It's just beautiful because there's heaps of people that come there and, I mean, you meet heaps of people and also it's like my older brother who's 21 has been skating there for, what, 15 years maybe? And then I'm skating there now and hope to get my little sister down there. And you guys all surf as well, so how easy was it for you to transfer those skills? Uh, I started skating before I started... Oh. Yeah. Yeah? I started skating before I started surfing. I started skating like... Three or four. Three or four. Um, 
I used to skate a, a lot more than I do now. Um, I sort of went from skating and I surfed a lot more and got into BMX. Um, I've been doing that and I still love it. And I've sort of just in the last maybe year or so, so I started to skate again. Yeah, I've been surfing for a while now, but love skating and surfing. So what about, because it's on the foreshore, what's that mean to you, being in that spot? Well, it's just a very good spot to be because it's easily accessible and... Close to the shops. You meet other tourists, don't you? Yeah. Heaps of people come past, which is awesome. Yeah. And if you get hurt, you've got somewhere or someone to... There's always people around. Yeah, Yeah. surf club. They're all um, CPR trained and first aid trained. How many days do you go down there? Uh, pretty much every night. Yeah. If I'm not surfing, I'm down there. So it's a home away from home, basically. Yeah. 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 I only really make it down on weekends. But there's always a mate to come in contact with. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always oh, someone to talk to. There's always someone on it. Yeah. Always someone to um, talk to. So if you have a bad day or you're feeling down, what does it mean to you to go down to the skate park? Just, I guess, makes you feel a bit happier. Um, it, everyone's everyone's kind there. Everyone's nice. Um, just ever, it's always a good vibe. Yeah. It's um, like, it's like uh, other sports like footy and stuff. You can when I mean, people get hurt and it's uh, it's a different culture. I feel like and there's a lot of competition where skating. I mean, it's just all love. I mean, so, so if they took away the skate park, what would that do to you? Well, How would you feel? I mean, not be good. Pretty upsetting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also, there's not many other places to hang out. I yeah, mean, there wouldn't be. It'd just make it a bit harder for everybody else, I feel like. And, yeah, the amount of, like, the amount of skating that, and scootering and bike riding that there's going to be anywhere else around the town it'll be crazy yeah so you guys will still skateboard or just be on the footpath and you'll be in and out of people and you'll you'll probably (laughs) take some people that's exactly right yeah Yeah. so it's it's not going to change but um having one central area where you're all there where you all know you're going to meet you're all pretty safe you all go there you're all mates yeah um like yeah yeah, you get people down there who don't even skate or things anyway just like go down and catch up with mates yeah even people coming to take photos and um Ch- uh, Sorby's older sister Charlie is doing a, a photography for a VCE subject and um the skate park was a really big help to a uh, really big help to her to take some photos really get photos of everyone skating riding their bikes yeah How many visitors do you see on the skate park, do you think? How many kids? How many... Oh, plenty. <laughs> many. Lots. Um, do you get younger kids asking you how to do tricks or asking uh, for tips? Yeah. yeah. A bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, you've got to nurture those people coming through because you guys were there at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you'd sit there and you'd watch blokes and and you'd be envious of them that's you wouldn't have stuck with the sport otherwise um, you get beginners like your dad saying to to advance how did you feel when you mastered a trick oh me oh like how do you feel after you master oh, a trick oh, sometimes it takes sometimes it takes like days and it's like when you don't get it you don't feel good but then as soon as you do so you stay persistent you keep yeah. going and going until you get it yeah well you yeah. can't give up if you stop trying, then you're not going to get That's a real skill, persistence. Yeah, what you're learning, definitely on there. Okay, so there's, um, I know through doing the research too, there's about a third of youth that um, are in rural areas. And um, I just want to go to a study just because I know what the pollies are like. So um, they did conclude that the youth um, had structural disadvantages in rural areas compared to their urban counterparts. Um, particularly in recreational facilities which impacted adversely health outcomes um, in regards to, like Mel, like you said previously, mental health. 
um, and contributed to risk-taking behaviour, and that's where we see a lot of, I guess, drug and alcohol usage um, within our teens and into adulthood because they don't have those, um, or they're disadvantaged, you know, with recreational um, areas. So such disadvantages, I just want to um, comment that um, they've got to be considered by service policymakers and providers to redress the actual imbalance that we have between our rural and uh, urban counterparts. It's well known that providing fun and accessible social activities as alternatives can help our young people stay safe and ensure a brighter future for them all, well into adulthood. Yeah. All right, so have you guys got... What else can you say about the skate park? Well, I mean, it's in a pretty good spot because... Uh Right across from the skate park, you got the beach and then the pier, and the pier you can go fishing and swimming and all that. And there's you can hang out with your mates there, but then come back to the skate park, it's just a reliable place that yes, there's going to be people there. And, and you know, your parents can pick you up from there, right? Yeah, yeah it's just at the skate easily. Park. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How often do your parents get feedback from other parents in town saying? I saw you doing something at the skate park today. How often do you get feedback of that, Kane? Yeah. Uh, good things? Anything. Yeah. Bit of both. <laughs> it's, it's certainly easy. Uh, before my kids had phones or yeah, anything like that, yeah. it was always a, a place that you'd, you'd drive past. It was yeah. one of the first places you'd check. Um, yeah, has the town got a, a skate park? Yeah, you know it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you drive down the main street, you drive past George's, and then you drive past the skate park. You know, they weren't in one of those sort of three places. Um, they either weren't far from home or, you know, but obviously now with technology and phones, uh, you, you know where they are most times. Um, and I don't know, it, it's just... I still think it's it's a safe place. If if you were to build a similar facility on the outskirts of town, um, you'll agree with me here, boys. It's yeah. a little bit intimidating rolling up at a new skate park in a town where you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know anyone, and the location doesn't seem to be as public, or it can be sort of tucked away um, in the back of parklands or somewhere like that. There's that you just don't feel as as safe. Um, and I'd, I'd agree. Even as a parent, yeah. if, if the skate park was in the back of town, I'd be saying, who else is hanging out there? That's right. And, yeah. and it becomes like, who's hanging there? And what a tenor it's um, because going it, through. Because you know? it's yeah, out of the way, yeah. it's out of visibility, whereas where it is now, it's for everyone to see. Yeah. And when you say that, my concern is if you're tucked up the back of town somewhere, you're not getting that visibility of other people going. If Absolutely. there was someone yeah. strange hanging around yeah. the skate park That's and suddenly exactly. went, oh, I know Ruben's down there every yeah. day or, you know, I know, you know, a, a girl or whoever is down there every day. If someone's seen something a bit suspicious, they'd come over. Like I've been involved in the surf club. Um, and, you know, if there's someone hanging around and then looking mm -hmm. at kids or taking photos, yeah. someone would and walk up and say, you, oh, yeah. you need... Yeah. You need to move along. Um, where I do worry that if we're tucked up the back of town, our children's mm. safety, um, you're not going to have that visibility, and you're yeah. not going to have those locals around that would move someone along yeah. that could potentially prey on our children. Yeah, and that, that might sound paranoid, but we have a lot of people who travel through Apollo through, Bay. Yeah, um, and you know they come from different places that have different values, um, especially around children, um, and they're just travelling on through, and no one knows who they are where they're going, where they've come from. So, But you I, do I, have locals who can keep an but eye But where on, it is now, yeah. people do know and people do see, which and is why I asked that question, like how often do you get feedback as a parent about, hey, I saw Ruben down the park today. Yep, cool. Knew that? Yeah. Was he up to no good? No, he's gone good. Great. No, look, I, you know, I, so I get good feedback yeah. from parents to say that, you know, my young ones, are, we were at the, the skate yep. park, you know, Ruben's very good at helping. Yeah, yeah, little kids, and, and you always yeah. make them feel pretty comfortable, Ribs. I, I quite often get that feedback from you, which makes me all warm and fuzzy. Um, but you probably wouldn't get that, right, if it's up the back where people aren't going past? Well, no, I'd certainly be hesitant. Um, I know my kids are starting to get a little bit older now, but yeah. certainly um, I would feel like I would need to supervise them, yeah. which would probably limit the amount of times that they would be able to use the facility. And I think to your point earlier that came about the visitors coming in, yep. if they're not from town, would they feel comfortable? And like you said, 
they would then have to sit there and they're probably not going to. That's right. Because they won't be in town having a coffee where they can have a coffee and look across the road and watch their kids in the park. Yeah. Yeah. And we want the kids to have that independence. Like a part of getting older and that is having that bit of independence and trust that they can go somewhere. So if it is somewhere safe and it is invisible, it's in a, a yeah, place that people can see, then, you know, that's great for our kids. They, yeah, they need that. They can't have parents sitting there watching them the whole time either. So being down there, they have that independence. Yeah. Um, so they can, you know, master their tricks. And, and quite often you'll hear of other people go, oh, I've seen so-and-so down there, and oh, do you see the tricks they're doing? And oh, how incredible some of these kids are. So, yeah. So, anyone else? Oh. Hey, how are you going? Coming into the studio. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Well, I've been listening um, in the car and driving around town doing my groceries <laughs> and getting the petrol and having listening to all your oh, lovely today. voices, which is awesome. I was wondering how many people were squished in this room. <laughs> but for us, I was thinking about this as we were driving around, but for us, um, we live out of town. We're 40 minutes out of town. And... I'm working up at school and I work quite late most days and I always know that the kids are going to be down there at the skate park with friends, with people to hang out with, with something to do while these guys are there, like my kids are waiting for me. And I love how when you go down there, every kid will walk up and have a chat to you, tell you how their day's going, tell you about the tricks they landed, tell you what, you know, your kids have been doing down there and having great times. So it's just a lovely social interaction with the kids um, in the town as well. And for these guys, um, you know, everyone that they go to school with is kind of like a brother and sister to them because mm. they know everyone so well. And then we get this influx of people at other times of the year. And Jappy talks about all these different friends that he's made through the skate park wow. um, that he's met over summer that then they go surfing with and they <laughs> have all these other kind of connections with, which is just so lovely that there's this central place for a small town where it attracts um, other kids and our kids in this town are awesome kids and I know that because I teach them as well um, in lots of different subjects but they're so welcoming to other kids and it's such a like a buzz a hive of kind of really positive activity and you know just really good vibes around the town so I yeah I would just be so sad to see it go from the location that it's at. That's my two bob for the conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go, Katarina. Oh, sorry, thank but um, thanks, uh, yeah, let's let's not let That's this happen. Like we've got to keep the skate park. Not yeah, the absolutely. And if it means fundraising or whatever it means, um, we, we've got to stick up for keeping it there yep. after all these years and all the all fight that, that we had. Yeah. yeah, and it's been well used. It's proved, you know, that it's in the right place and it's being well used so and I yeah. think the whole community would back Absolutely. that as well like yeah. everyone in the everyone. community has got that yeah. same so and let's all stick up for it so really? sorry I've yeah. got to leave you but thanks, thanks Joan thank yeah. you. thanks a lot thanks very much thank you so much uh, you're yeah. always such a job to them and I think it's worth restating like you said earlier Kent, the kids are looking after it so they're the ones who are cleaning it taking rubbish they're taking it. pride yeah, they're taking yeah. pride in it they are they are they're not you know that they have sort of it's their, their own, you know. It, it really is their own. Uh, their parents raised some money. They were, were all very young and, and are sort of reaping the benefits of that. But they're the next generation and they are. They're, they're looking after it. Um, it does mean a lot to them. Uh, Sorby, again, I'll, I'll bring his name up again. Uh, Thanks, went and purchased, purchased his own broom, you know, and, and, and left it there and, and was meticulously cleaning up uh, for the reason being he didn't want to lose that sort of thing. He didn't want it to be looked at. I think you guys, and I'm talking to Reuben and Jappy, uh, he set a good example. Uh, you, you guys looked up to him for just taking that initiative and I think then you all followed. Like, yeah. Um, and... You know, hats off to him. There's not too many kids that, that yeah. would do that. Um, it, not a lot of it was because of the safety issue. Or BMX, you can still roll up with a with a couple of rocks and a bit of dirt and still do what you can do. Uh, a bit harder on a skateboard if you if you hit a small rock or something like that. But you know, good on Sorby for for really sort of taking ownership of of the place as as far as a caretaker and and setting a good example for others. Amazing. 
Just um, on ending this too, just um, there's a few uh, points that I probably want Reuben to bring, um, read out now. Reuben, can you? Um, that I... In the spotlight, mate. One of them is skate parks reduce illicit behaviour. So have we all seen that? Because it's a centralised point, um, the visibility's high. They don't get yeah. yeah. They don't get bored. You know, they've got activity. Yep. Well, okay. I know having a brother and growing up in a house with you know boys, um, and we we're always pushed outside because the energy inside is probably a little bit too much. Um, it's a good way. It's a good space for kids to blow off that steam and use that energy. Like I said, like it's a constructive way to use that energy. Otherwise, if there's nothing to do, kids will find something to do. Yeah. Um, skate parks provide a safe environment for skateboarding. True. Yeah. Yep. Skate parks reduce damage to private property. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll comment on that because bef- before the use of skate parks, you know, you you would create your own. You know, whether that was someone's car park, whether it was as in uh, a business or a school or something like that, you you would go and you would skate it. You'd chip pieces of concrete, grinding, sliding, doing whatever, okay? You, you, there was no malice involved. Like, you, you weren't doing it intentionally. You were trying to use it as a as your tool or as your as your apparatus or, or as your skate park. So, you know, you, you, you would just you would look at things differently as a skater. You'd look at a, a ledge or a curb or you'd look at something like that and you guys would all agree that you don't see it as just a piece of concrete. It's it's something that you could, you know, use. use. And, and I could slide that, I could grind that, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but yes, those sort of things, it, it does cause some damage over time. I, I'd, I'd be naive to say it didn't. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, for, for shopkeepers and for schools and for places like that, it, it, it is good that there is a facility where these kids can go to. It makes it a lot easier if someone walks out and sort of says, hey, guys, I don't really want you skateboarding out here. Rah, rah, rah. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think that that's a, it's a valid point that it does condense most of that activity into the one spot. Mm, great, great comment. Yeah. Um, skateboarding has significant health benefits. I think I talked a lot about that, didn't I? Anyone else want to make a comment about that? Agree. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much made yeah. a lot of comment about that, okay. Skateboarding has significant mental health benefits. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you say that it's a place that you can just go and challenge yourself personally? Yeah. So, um, you know, your progression, whatever. It's it, it, Yeah. That's so, right. you know, guys like Sorby, guys like yourself, you, Jake, um, it, it was just a persistence thing to, to get to the level that you're at. Um, and there was no one else sort of holding you back but yourself. You had to believe in yourself. You had to just keep repetitively doing something. And, and therefore, when you did achieve that, it was just a win within yourself. You know, there were some pe- maybe some people standing around witnessing it, but they didn't get the same feeling that you got after doing the work and doing that sort Does of that stuff. Does that teach you hard work and persistence pays off? Or do, have you yeah. learned a lesson? What a skill to learn for adult life. Yeah, so it is a real personal challenge, skateboarding. Any, anything where you, you're trying to progress or learn something like that, you, you, you're the only person that's sort of driving yourself as well. You know, your, your own motivation to get down there every night, to keep going it, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of positives there. Becoming a master at it, yeah. Skate parks have a positive economic impact. <laughs> Everyone's gone quiet. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of the shopkeepers would agree because, I mean, yeah. obviously it's a tourist draw card and so they stop when they see yeah. that. And um, they obviously yeah, huddle along to the shops as well. Well, I think especially during a holiday season, like and Natty mentioned, and the guys have mentioned it too, by the fact that there's so many visitors that go to the skate park. A lot of people who 
visit town. They, they will go to the shops, they'll buy their coffees and their morning teas and the kids will be over in the park. You know, and they're not going to do that if it's out the back somewhere because if it's out the back somewhere, they're going to have to sit there and they'll probably just sit in their cars looking at them. Whereas now they can sit at the cafes, cars, they can sit at the bakery, wherever they're going to be sitting and have their coffees, have their morning teas and they go, yeah, there's a little Johnny over in the skate park, I can see what's going on. I agree. Um, it is good for lo- it's good for local business. Um, it... And you're right, coffee shops, supermarkets, all of that sort of stuff. Um, people like Justin, who... who it's Ice a, cream shops. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big part of their business. Um, both my children work, and, and a lot of the kids that are here actually have their own money. Uh, probably got more of it to spend on things like that than I have every week, really. Uh, and they're always down there supporting their local. And the good thing is that, that the shops that that evolve around the surfing and skateboarding really look after them as well. Um, yeah, the cafes look right. after them. Yeah. Uh, I know that the local food providers, things like that, they can walk in, they'll give them a few extra chips because they're a bit of a group and there's only one lad sort of that's coming up with $5 or something like that. They always toss a few extra things in a bag and and, and send them off. Like yeah. there, There's a lot of love sort of just Very with that whole community. Yeah. But I think also with um, tourists coming into town, again, there isn't much to do in the town. So when people do come down here and visit, like, yes, there's the beach, but if you're coming down here, anything else, you have to actually travel out of town to do. So the waterfalls, they're all travelling. So having a playground and a skate park in a central place... So other than the beach, there's nothing else to do in town for, yeah. for visiting people. Like said, They've got to travel. So, so yeah, so I said, it's not just benefiting our kids in town. It is, we are a tourist town. So we, we need to, you know, give them things to do. So they do want to stay here and that they will want to come back. And I think that that skate park can do that for those um, tourists that are coming through. I would like to ask a question before we wrap up. Do you guys find a sense of freedom when you're out there skating? Because, like, I know where you're riding a surfboard, riding a bike, push bike, motorbike, skating. Is there a sense of freedom that you get? What's that like for you? There really is, um, especially, I think, with a lot of us, it's through surfing, um, but also through skating, BMX, all that sort of stuff, massive sense of freedom. Yep. And it's also pretty good because, I mean, when the surf's not good, you've got somewhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got something yeah. to do. Yeah, it's like just pretty awesome. You're looking at me like I'm, you want me to say something. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we going to wrap it up? Oh, I think so. Uh, Natty's got some final comments. Yes, Thanks, Natty. The other thing I'd just like to say was I was sitting with a friend the other night at dinner and he's um, going to turn 30 this year. That was Dion Thomas and a local boy. And he was saying how much he still at his age, he's a new dad now, yeah. um, that he loves coming down to the skate park, hanging out with the kids down there, at his age too so that cross-generational there is no age limit to what happens down at the skate park whether you're roller skating skateboarding bmx riding on a scooter if you're just down there for a social interaction you know anyone can pull up there comfortably and um and enjoy the company of each other and i just felt very chuffed that dean was talking about our kids the other day saying that he loves that sort of relationship that he has with them because they've got a shared common interest and that they all can, you know, have this common place that they gather together that is enjoyment for anyone, whatever age you are. And so I think that's a really lovely thing that happens in our town is that it's not like kids that are just 14-year-olds hang out with 14-year-olds and 17-year-olds hang out with 17-year-olds. It's like everyone hangs out with each other. They've got a lot of mutual respect for each other and I think that having people like that come back to the skate park, revisit our kids, just teaches our younger kids um, how to sort of be a a good person within the community as well and that then they will do the same thing. So even though when they get older and they've, you know, left school and working in the town or, you know, young um, parents themselves, they'll go back to the skate park and then also, you know, hang out with the kids there and, you know, tell their stories of when they were there, still skate with the kids and 
roller skate and things like that. And I think that that's just such a beautiful thing that does yeah, happen in our town here. Yeah. yeah. That's gorgeous. But we hope to have a few more of these meetings. This is very um, cool being so cosy. This is less cosy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this. It's like having a discussion board. It's great. <laughs> Do you want to wrap up? Yep. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, it is that time of day. Um, so I'd just like to say thank you to everybody for coming in. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Ruben. Thank, thank you. you, Mel. Thank you, Kane. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for having Ocean, me on. You didn't say anything either. Come on, Ocean. Come say hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chloe, for coming in. No. Well, I know we talked about you, but you didn't come up to the microphone, but thank you. Jack. And thank you, Kat. Thank you, Brett, for inviting us along. And thanks, Angelique. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank you, Kat. I Thanks, thanks everyone. Jane spoke really well to sort of kick us off and, you, and to, to give us, and, and so a big thanks to Jane. And well, yeah. Obviously, we wouldn't have a skate park with without a lot of people like Jane and, and others who were interested in it the first time. It's amazing work for the community. Very appropriate sort of show, being a wellness show to to cover this topic, I think, and community related. Uh, there is a lot of wellness in sport and yeah. in, in activities for children, so... A uh, very fitting topic for, for your program. Thanks, Kat. Thank you for Thank all coming you. in. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very Thank much. You so you're listening to Apollo Bay Radio. 87.6. 87. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Taking us out with a bang. Thanks very much.